Have you ever really thought about the broker of record letter and specifically what you need to do from a step-by-step basis in order to have the guts to ask for it and be awarded when you do it from a very tactical, practical, professional way? Well, that's what I'm going to be talking about on this podcast episode. Stay tuned. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out, or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, And remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Well, hello there, Permission Nation. My name is Charles Specht. I am the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast, and it is great to have you here listening today. Um, If you don't know this by now, you uh, will hear about it today, but I actually focus a lot on the broker of record letter. I truly believe that the broker of record letter is the most profitable, the most um, financially rewarding piece of paper in the insurance industry for an insurance agency. And so therefore, I really feel that the broker of record letter is something that insurance agencies should be pursuing. The broker of record letter is the fastest, smartest, most ethical approach to building a $1 million or more book of business, period. I really wholeheartedly believe that with every fabric of my being. And so today, I'm going to be talking more about the broker of record letter and even some of the strategies you can use. You can begin implementing these right now. Some of these strategies that are going to help you achieve the success that you want for yourself going forward. Okay, so we're going to be talking about strategies for winning more broker of record letters. Strategies for winning more broker of record letters. Now, I hear so many different negative comments as well as positive, but I hear a lot of negative comments about broker of record letters, and it's for any number of reasons. But and, and some of them can be, val- can be valid, but usually they are not valid. It's just that people have always thought that or they think that, even though they haven't really thought through the whole issue. And so we're going to talk about some of these and then I'll even how to overcome some of the obstacles, whether you are a producer that's working in an agency that, that might have leadership that's sort of anti-BOR, or if you're an agency and you're trying to figure out how to get more your producers to actually begin targeting the broker of record letter even more. Uh, the first real aspect here that I need to talk about is just, just the pure percentage for the insurance industry, that whoever is the incumbent agent on the policy right now is likely going to be the agent who is controlling the policies once they renew. Okay? 
You as a producer, as an agency owner, you know this to be the case. You have lots of clients throughout your agency. You have lots of clients in your book of business. You renew those almost 100% every single year. Um, You occasionally lose one via competition. You might occasionally lose one if the insured gets purchased by somebody else or they retire or go out of business or whatever it is. But for all intents and purposes, I I would suspect that almost every single person who is listening to this has better than a 95% percent retention ratio for their own individual clients. That just tends to be the case. Okay. So that means that your competitors or for some reason or another that you might lose five accounts out of a hundred. Only 5% of the time you don't actually renew a client. See, what I'm really trying to get at here is that it's very challenging to win in a normal quoting process. If you go through a normal competitive renewal process, the fact is that you are likely to lose and not win. The percentages simply are not for you. Now, when you look at, as an example, your overall hit ratio in regards to renewal, let's just call it 95%, for example. If your renewal retention rate is 95%, then what is another ratio to consider is if you go through a normal quoting process, what is your hit ratio? You have a hit ratio based upon, you know, you're making phone calls in a day. If you make 100 phone calls, how many people agree to meet with you? You go and you meet with those people. How many actually allow you to have the broker of record letter? What's your percentage there? If you uh, meet with that insurance buyer and they decide to allow you to go through the quoting process, what's that percentage? You go through the quoting process. You issue your proposal. You offer your quotes. What's your actual hit ratio from the very point of offering quotes to ultimately getting that business. That is a hit ratio. I would suspect that it is significantly less than 95%. It might be 25%. It might be 40. Maybe it's 70. Whatever it is, it's going to be significantly less. Now, the nice thing about this is that you have a chance to win. You have actually a pretty good chance to win. If you get the broker of record letter, if you control the policies like you do on your own book of business, then you have at least a 95% chance of retaining that business when it comes up for renewal. I actually think that the, the percentage is significantly higher for somebody that gets the signed broker of record letters rather than just somebody who you know is sort of retaining the account because they've already made a valid decision to go forward with you. But I'm simply trying to get you to to understand the importance of being in control. If you are not in control, it's out of control. If you are not in control, the process is chaos as far as you're concerned because you can't really control the variables that are behind the scenes that you don't really have access to, such as what's the incumbent doing? What's the incumbent carrier doing? What are all the other carriers that the incumbent agent has access to? Are there any other agents who are in the you know behind the scenes working on things? Who are the decision makers? Like you, you don't have access to all of that information at any one time. Therefore, it's very difficult to win just through a normal, blind, competitive renewal process. However, if you win the signed broker of record letter, you're a winner and not a loser. Quoting is for the weak. Quoting is a weak move. It's not a strong move. It's not as strong as the broker of record letter is really the point I'm trying to drive into producers' minds. The broker of record letter is a stronger move than going through quoting process. 
Does the quoting process work? Absolutely it does. I mean, how many people have built their book of business over the course of time doing that? But the question is, how much time have they wasted in their entire insurance career by not actually going for the jugular and asking for the BOR, just settling for it? Could, uh, if, if they have a win percentage, typically you know, 50% on a quoting process, that means that 50% of their entire new business prospecting over the time in their entire career has been wasted. In other words, if you've been in the business for 12 years, you have a 50% hit ratio on quoting. That means that you have literally wasted six years of your life. Six years of your life is gone because you only have a 50% hit ratio at winning new business in a normal competitive renewal process. And you spent 12 years in the business, six years of it is wasted. That's what I'm saying. That is the point that I'm trying to get across to insurance producers. You would be better off going for the broker of record letter, asking it, getting appointed eventually, if not even the first ask, maybe the second or the third, or very, becoming very, very strategic at what you will work on and what you won't work on. But the main point here is that the broker of record letter is the strongest play when it's actually in it's a it's a available to you when you're meeting with this particular insured. The broker of record letter is a strong play. Quoting is for the weak. Now, with that said, yeah, that's what I think. That's what I believe. However, I also know that one of the main strategies in regards to the broker of record letter is asking for it. I mean, if you're not going to ask for it, then what does it really matter? There's a sense, a very real sense, in which... If you don't have the guts to ask for the business, you are going to starve. If you don't have the, the guts to ask for the business, you're not going to win. You can't get new clients if you don't actually ask for the sale. So it's absolutely important that you do that. So I would tell you that I, I speak to a lot of producers that struggle in this area. They are happy to do busy work. They, they can prospect. They can meet with insureds. But when it actually comes down to asking for the broker of record letter, they get very timid because many of them feel that if I ask for it and they say, no, I might be hurting my relationship. I'm hurting my position. Maybe they're going to be offended. And, well, I mean, if you ask for anything, I guess, in a rude manner, it could really impact your relationship negatively. Um, you could ask for carriers negatively. You could ask the insured to sign your loss run request form in a very negative way. You could ask for a lot of different things that might not necessarily push you in the right direction. But you actually have to have the guts to ask for what you want because if you do not ask, you will not receive. Insurance buyers are not thinking about broker of record letters, so they are not saying, hey, by the way, would you like to just take over my policies? They don't do that. They don't think of it that way. So it has to be a on your mind. It has to be a strategy that you have at the forefront of your mind. There has to be a goal for every single prospect meeting that you, that you go on when you talk to an insured. If you're meeting with an electrical contractor, if you're meeting with a swimming pool contractor, if you're meeting with the owner of a restaurant or a delicatessen or whatever it is, you have to have a goal for that meeting. If the goal is simply just to start a relationship, then you know maybe that's what you'll do. I don't know how long it's going to take you to get around and asking for the business, but you might be starting a relationship. If your goal for that meeting is simply just to say hello, get to meet them, and then maybe make some photocopies of their deck pages and then just start the process, well, you know, that's a strategy. I just don't know if it's a very strong one in the long run. 
And so if your goal, however, is that by the end of that first meeting, you can uncover a lot of pain that the insured has with their current agent and agency you know, servicing team and the carrier and so forth, um, you provide your timeline of services so that they see the value of going with you. And then you ask for the broker of record letter and you have put a line in the sand, even in your own mind, that if you do not get the broker of record letter, you're probably not going to go forward with the quoting process. You will, in a very professional way, bow out and let the insured realize that you don't have to quote. You know how to quote. Quoting, you've been doing this for quite some time. You already know which carriers are writing the business. You have access to those. There really is no reason to offer quote because the quoting doesn't, the, the competition doesn't take place at the retail agent level. It takes place with the underwriters. And so if you have that strategy going forward that you're going to ask for the broker record letter, then that's probably what you're going to do. So you just have to actually ask for it. Now, as you can see, and even as I talked about at the very beginning of this episode, that the title for this is Strategies for Winning the Broker of Record Letter. I was actually thinking about just talking about the necessity to be aggressive. The necessity to be aggressive. Are you a local insurance agent struggling to find markets for your clients? Look no further than Nationwide Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business. So don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. That's nbsbrokerage.com. And by the way, tell them Charles sent you. So I was speaking with an insurance agent a few weeks back, and she was telling me about um, a particular account that she was working on. And she said that while she was there, like it was a decent sized account. It wasn't huge, but it wasn't small. It was a good sized account. It was definitely, you know, kind of an account that she would like to have, and her agency would be very happy to have it. And she was meeting with them. She had two decision makers in the room, um, which is hard to get like multiple meetings and get multiple people to like, you know, have the same calendar. Like it's just very difficult when you get more people involved. But she said, like, the meeting was going in the very right, right direction. Uh, she was able to uncover the pain. She was able to find out what the issues were. And then she said, <laughs> the, almost by the quoting what she said, she said, by the time it came to ask for the broker of record letter, she chickened out. I get it. I understand. In the heat of the moment, if you will, while you're actually there sitting down across from the insured in their office, that can be a very challenging moment to really you know, have the guts to ask for it. But it's the difference between succeeding and starving. You need to be aggressive. You need to be a hunter. You need to go for the jugular. If you don't do that, it's going to be very difficult for you to succeed as a salesperson going forward. There's just too much competition in the marketplace for you to play timid. You can't simply just come up short because you're afraid to launch the three. You got to do it. You actually have to take the shot. You got to pull the trigger. You got to ask the question. You got to ask for the signed broker record letter. And if you are not aggressive, I would suspect you're also not very good at selling insurance because the insured is already doing business with somebody. And for them to stop doing business with someone else and to start doing business with you is a big ask. 
that other agent already has a relationship. They, that other agent's agency already has a team of people behind the scenes who are working on the insurer's account. You are an unknown entity. They have never spoken to your service team. Um, you need to really be able to figure this out and uncover the pains, provide your solutions, and very practically, very professionally, in a very tactful way, ask for the signed broker of record letter. Ask for the carriers you want. Ask for the business. It doesn't even matter whether or not, frankly, you're doing this in a broker of record letter situation or if you've had to go through the quoting process. You need to be aggressive at the end of the proposal to ask for what you want. If you want the insured to simply just go away for the weekend and think about it, well, that's not a very strong position for you to be in. If you allow that to happen by really not sort of holding the insured's hand and leading them down the path that you want them to go. So you have to be aggressive in regards to what you're asking for in order to get them to do what you want them to do. I mean, if you also just think about this from, from a, just a practical standpoint, the insurance buyer really doesn't know what the next steps should be unless you tell them. If you're sitting down with them in the office, they don't know what the next step is. They assume you're just going to quote because, well, that's what everybody else does. They don't really know what really the next step is. You sit down with somebody and you offer them a quote, you show them a quote, and you're just like, well, what do you think? They don't know what they think because they don't understand insurance. It's a, like a foreign language to them. And so we have to be able to hold their hand almost like a four-year-old child and lead them down the direction and the path that we want them to go in a very professional and tactful way. If we don't do that, it's unlikely we're going to get the insured to figure it out themselves. If we don't have a plan and a strategy for the insured to follow, um, it's unlikely they're going to figure it out and simply just decide to go with us. So there has to be a process, and you must be aggressive. So again, really just to recap up to this point, is that the broker of record letter exists. The broker of record letter is a winning move. Quoting is for the weak. When you have the signed broker of record letter, when you control the policies, you're much more likely to win even above and beyond 95% of the time to renew that account. Um, but from a production standpoint, as an insurance producer, as a salesperson, you must be aggressive to ask for what you want. It is very, very difficult to teach people to be successful at selling anything if they aren't very aggressive at asking for the business. I mean, at the end of the day, you have to ask for what you want. And if you want to quote, maybe they'll let you quote. If you want to, the broker of record letter, ask for it. You just might get it. Now, with that said, that, that leads us up even to some of the main strategies that you need to do in order to be more successful at winning signed broker of record letters. So here you go. Ready? I mean, pull out a piece of paper and a pen. Start writing these down, or you can start texting, whatever it is. But these are the main things that if you start to do these things, you're going to be very, very successful at winning signed broker of record letters. Here's the first one. You need to have a micro niche. I talk about it a lot because it is absolutely essential. The micro niche can be a few different things. It can be maybe a specialized policy that you go after. Maybe it is a, a unique service that you offer that nobody else has to offer. Uh, but normally, the micro niche is going to get down to something that is... Um, it's, it's in an industry, but it's narrowed down even more specific to all the various types of businesses that fit under that industry, 
right? Food and beverage is an industry. There's a lot of things that fall underneath what food and beverage is, right? Uh, could be distributors, could be restaurants, could be a many of different things. Um, con- construction is a an industry, but there are lots of different contractors. There's you know, generals, there's paper GCs, there's primes, there's developers, there are concrete subs, roofers, landscapers, um, HVAC, whatever, you name it. There are so many different types of things that fall within that. And I would tell you that the more narrow that you go in regards to your scope, the more likely you are to actually have success. Because when you are very much micro niche centered, your messaging becomes easier, your branding becomes easier, the insured sees the value that you have to offer because you are uniquely focused in their particular industry, their business, therefore they're much more likely to see you as the obvious choice of which agent to do business with. You are able to create services that are specific to them. You might even create services that are specific to their industry, not even merely insurance. But those agents who are micro niche tend to write more accounts. They tend to write larger accounts. They are certainly agents who have the biggest books of business that are out there. And by far and away, they get more business by signed broker of record letter than anybody who is not micro-niched and certainly anybody who's pretty much a generalist. The more micro-niched you are, you are seen by the insured as the most obvious choice of which agent to use going forward. Therefore, They sign your broker of record letter when you have the guts to ask. So you must, I repeat, you absolutely must be micro-niched. That is by far and away the most important thing for you to do. Now, the next thing you need to do is because micro-niching is like building a house, it's the foundation. You can't build walls until you have a foundation. Now that we have the foundation of a micro-niche, we can start building walls. Okay, we can start building walls. You have to start figuring out ways that you're going to prospect. Maybe that's one wall. Okay, how are you going to prospect and in what order? Are you going to do cold calling? Are you going to do email, LinkedIn, you know, networking events, whatever it is? You then have to have another wall, which is going to be what is your message going to be? In other words, what's your script? What are you going to say in your cold call? What are your emails going to say? Are you going to have any PDFs, any kind of services that you're going to offer in regards to your scripting? But really what comes down to the messaging. What will you say? I often refer to this as your C3. That is your cold call carrot. You actually need to have this figured out. Otherwise, nobody's really going to understand what you have to, to offer. Your script could be, price sensitive, that you might have something that is going to help them save money. Like, hello, Geico, 15 minutes can save you 15% or more in car insurance, right? That's their entire that's their entire prospecting strategy. And by the way, works very well for Geico. I would tell you that you probably would be better off having a two-prong approach, if you will, to your message. Like a coin that has both heads and tails, I think that your message should have a price-centered aspect to it because everybody understands price. The other side of it needs to be some kind of a service that you attach to a main, main, significantly main problem that they are dealing with. Maybe they have a high experience modification factor right now, and so they are in deep need of um, uh, work comp claims management. Maybe that's what you offer. Maybe they need a loss control program. Right now, just even like recently, I've been talking to an insurance agency who is developing a safety program specific to their main micro niche, and I'm explaining about how to brand it, how to give it a name, how to begin marketing it, maybe even 
even um, attach a dollar amount to it that if you want it, it's going to cost this amount of money. Otherwise, we simply give it to those who are our clients. We really have to create something that has like significant value to the insured. And if you have a very strong message that has both the, the price side as well as the significant service side, you're going to have a, a, a very good hit ratio on prospecting to setting appointments. Because at the end of the day, you can be the best closer. You can have the best aggressiveness when it comes to asking for the BOR. But if you can't set appointments, you'll starve. I don't know what else to tell you. you got to be able to set appointments. Um, it is probably one of the more difficult things for insurance producers to do. That's why selling is very challenging. You have to be able to set appointments, right? Now, another aspect, another wall, if you will, of the strategy here is what kind of discovery and preparation then do you do from the point of setting that, up, setting that appointment to then actually meeting with the insured, what kind of discovery do you do on the business or the person who you're meeting with? And by the way, you, you should be meeting with a decision maker. Very rarely would I ever agree to meet with somebody who doesn't have the ability to make a final decision because you're just kind of wasting your time because you know the incumbent agent's got that person's ear, and if you don't have the ear, you're going to have a very low hit ratio. So I need to have that person in the room. I need to be able to develop that relationship. Otherwise, it's just not going to work out very well. But what you're doing from discovery from the point of actually setting the appointment to actually then sitting down with them face-to-face, -face, what are you doing? What kind of information are you going to send to the insured to prepare them? Um, what kind of information are you going to start putting together in order to make the insured salivate? Okay, What will you show them? What will you be going over and so forth? All of this is very, very important information. That is the third wall. The fourth wall here is now how are we leading that appointment to ask for the business, okay? How are we leading that conversation to ask for the business? We really have to have a structure and a strategy for the appointment. I mean, it, it really is rather amazing when we take a step back and we look at the typical insurance agent that's out there. Most agents are just pretty excited about being able to set an appointment because, frankly, it's hard to set an appointment. And so they're just very happy to have it. But they finally get there, and then you don't even know what's going to come out of their mouths first. Like, they don't have an opening question. They don't really have a process to manage the conversation. They're not, in, they're not, in, they're not leading. They're simply just going with the flow here. And, frankly, you know, that's just not very attractive to an insurance buyer. They want to be able to work with somebody who pretty much knows what they're going to do who's got a plan, who's got a structure, who's got a strategy. We have to have a plan for it. And I would tell you that that plan for your appointment needs to be very strategic in that it has certain steps that are eventually leading to you being in a very strong position towards the end of the meeting to ask for the broker of record letter and hopefully then be awarded it. So there has to be a structure, a strategy, plan, steps, and so forth. Uncovering pains, uncovering pains with the agency, uncovering pains with the agency staff, uncovering pains in their industry, uncovering pains in the policy, the carriers, the loss control people, the auditors, and all of that, and then being able to demonstrate your 12-month timeline of services at the end of that meeting, and then once that's done, then you ask for the business. So you need to be able to do those things. You have to have those four walls. And then I would tell you that the roof of the structure that holds it all together is going to be your follow-up program. Now, I would probably tell you this from a, a pure percentage basis, that around 15% of insurance buyers right there, right now, certainly on the commercial side, are just not really happy at all with their current agent. 
They are not loyal. They are not happy. They are not satisfied. They never see the agent. The agent doesn't do a good job, never returns phone calls, whatever it is. They would, they would sign your broker record letter today. Um, but sometimes the insured, you know, can you believe it, doesn't actually sign the broker record letter when you ask for it. That's okay. Ask for it because you learn so much, even if they say no. You learn that, wow, the agent currently has a, a pretty good relationship if they haven't agreed to do it. You know where you're at a little bit more. I'm not saying that you ever burn your bridge. You should never do that. But I am saying that it should cause you to pause a little bit. Maybe then you set up a second meeting where you can be continue to foster the relationship a little bit more. Maybe then give them testimonials. Maybe then give them a chance to speak to one of your clients to get a little bit more feel and comfort with you. And then you can ask for the broker record letter again, or certainly ask for the carriers that you want to represent. But we actually have to have a follow-up program, a follow-up program for prospecting, a follow-up program for meeting with the prospect over and over again, um, a follow-up program. Even, for example, if you agree to go through the quoting process, you need to have a follow-up program with the insured in between that first appointment and to eventually, when you have the proposal, to sit down with the insured. We need to have a a follow-up program for every aspect of our sales process, which then is leading us towards having the client, the prospect, become a client by agreeing to do business with us. So you have to have that. Foundation is everything. It is the micro niche. Everything is built on top of it. You can't have walls and you can't have the roof until you get that done. So I would encourage you guys to really, truly start focusing on something in particular to become the best at, if you will. Then you have to have you know, a pretty good feel on your messaging. You have to have a pretty good feel on the other walls that we talked about, as well as the roof, which is your follow-up. And if you have those strategies, you're going to be in a much, much stronger position to ask for the signed broker of record letter and win the signed broker of record letter. But you must be able to do it. Otherwise, it's going to be very difficult for you to be successful. I hope you guys take this to heart. I hope you actually start to implement it and do it. It's only going to help you, not even in the short term, but also even in the long term. My name is Charles Specht. I am the president and CEO of Permission Network, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. Hey, agents, listen to this. Listen to this. What are we terrible at? Think of it. Think of it. Really? We're, we're terrible at training, right? We're not very good at hiring. We're not very good, terrible at firing, actually. Uh, terrible at creating process and some workflows. Terrible at technology and implementing that technology and even knowing what type of technology we want. And the list goes on and on. Now, listen, I'm an agency owner. And I, you know how it is to, to fix a problem. The first thing you've got to do is you got to admit you have a problem. Here's what you do. Go to virtualintel.com. Check out what we do because we do all those bad things that you can't do. Really? And you may do one or two of them well. Good for you if you can do them all. Just want you to know you're in the minority. But if you can't do any of them good or you don't even want to do them anymore because it just takes too much mental power, then good for you for realizing that and give us a call. I'm telling you, virtual intelligence, that's what we do. And where we specialize in high quality VEs, not virtual assistants. Look it up. Go to ChatGPT. Put in what's the difference between a virtual assistant and a virtual employee. Enough said. I don't have enough time to go on and on about all the differences on this 60 second commercial, but you've got time to search it and look at it. 
That's what we do. We deliver high quality VEs. We mix the technology with it. We train them on the technology, give them and the technology to you, and you're off to the races. I'm not joking with you. You can call my agency at any time, ask for Lordland, and we do ask her, say, how fast are you able to do quotes? I've actually got a couple videos of it. That's right. We can do five to 10 carriers in one quote in three to seven minutes. So you give me an auto quote, I can do five to 10 carriers in three to seven minutes. How are we doing it? We're doing it through the technology of virtual intelligence. Give us a call, check us out. You can ask for me personally, I'll do the demo for you. Who are they? Cast Certified.